What is up, nerds? Welcome to the Patio Slave podcast. My name is Nate, and I'm here with two rad nerds, Anthony and Tone. How are you guys doing this fine evening? Hi, my name is Anthony. No, it's not actually. My name's You're Tony. You're the other one. Uh, yeah, I'm actually Tony, and my name isn't even Tony. I'm going to fuck with everybody right now. My name's not even really Tony, so deal with oh, it. Uh, and we are here, episode 93, and we're going to give you our best of 2021. You know, yes. I'm going to answer that question honestly. I'm I'm doing terrible. I, I I've had a cold for the last few days. I sound like shit. Not COVID. Not COVID. Not COVID. Not COVID. Just the cold. Common cold. Uh, could be the flu, but I think it's common cold. So, uh, Tony, you said last week the Patio Slave engine is always running, which is true, but the warning lights are on. The engine is sputtering. The battery's dead. The alternator has failed. But we're here. We are here. Someone took the gas cap off and siphoned out the gas. <laughs> the seats are always warm, though, which is nice. They are warm. Someone's always we bought, the, warm. we bought the heated seats. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm struggling. You can probably hear it with the nasally voice. But uh, we're here, and that's all that matters. And we are here for another action-packed episode of the Party of Slate podcast. Other than that, I'm doing great. Nice. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's always fun to nerd with the boys. And, I mean, I, I put up the meme last week. All of my problems, throw that, slap that bad boy on the leak and pawn with the boys. That kid takes with care the boys. of it. So we, we, we've had a pretty, uh, pretty fun evening to, to this point, doing some odds and ends with some uh, down the road episodes that you guys will hear in the not too distant future. So uh, pretty exciting. Had some old friends come back and tell us some fun things. And that'll be out, you know, six weeks from now, seven weeks from now. So keep, Keep your eyes peeled, but we'll keep you posted on that one. That's coming soon. But tonight we're going to talk 2021 has been a great year for us uh, as far as the podcast goes. It's been a lot of turmoil in the world. We're not super worried about that aspect of it. We're going to talk about it through the lens of Patio Slave and what we've been able to accomplish, who we've been able to talk to, and the music that we love that has come out this year. So this is our year-end 2021 Patio Slave nerdery in review. Yeah, man. It's been a hell of a year. I was kind of taking inventory of the guests we've had, which have been over the top impressive. I'm not going to list them out one by one, but when you throw up bands like 311, All American Rejects, Taproot, mm -hmm. As Friends Rust, Zebrahead, Distillers, it's like, damn, we 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 did that, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think Frank we just- Turner. Frank Turner. Jesus, Frank Turner, Incendiary, Sparks the Rescue, uh, Primer 55, Steve. The Urge- the urge, yep. yeah. Trawl, Cat from Pure Noise, Pure Noise Records, Jameson Ketchum, the author, Tucker from Thursday. And, you know, we got some fun stuff in the works, which we're not going to even uh, hint on right now. But when you mention those bands, they're not bands that you think is even possible to have on when you start the podcast. The fact that we got those folks and kind of a steamroll effect, like, you know, or, or a snowball effect where it just keeps picking up steam and the stakes keep getting higher. And uh, it, it makes me excited for what we're going to do in 2022. Yeah. No, well said, uh, especially because I think there was a time when we were recording this year where we thought, oh, shit, like pandemic's kind of easing up a little bit. Like these people have a life, you know, they are musicians firsthand. So coming on the podcast is a little bit, you know, off off the center in terms of their bandwidth time wise so we thought like oh man it's probably going to slow down getting guests on is going to probably going to be not as easy as the lockdown because uh everyone's busy uh turns out you know we've we've got a good cadence when people keep saying yes 
So, and on top of that, along with the guests, I think our original content has gotten better. I think we've gotten more comfortable. I'm kind of speaking for myself, just, uh, you know, 10,000 hours type stuff, just getting, feeling more comfortable on, on what we do. And, you know, we have a good flow. So it's been a good year and it's, it is getting better. It's amazing. Spose. How could I forget Spose? Spose has I was been... just going to say Spose too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just to piggyback on what you said, Nate, to have yeah. uh, repeat guests. I think that's a testament to how much we enjoyed talking with them, but they still have to say yes. So I feel like if yeah. they had a, a shitty time the first time, they probably wouldn't say yes. So hopefully they had a great time and that's why they're coming back. I mean, everything you guys just said times a thousand. I, I I love what we do. I love that we've turned this into an outlet, a nerdery, a place for nerds to come and be, you know, part of it. We, you know, we have engagement on social media. We have podcast friends, uh, you know, our, our boys in Troll, uh, the Playlist Wars guys, the Itch guys. Like we, we have people that are engaging in what we do every day because they're like-minded nerds. So it's been really fun to grow this thing to where it's at right now. And I don't think we're done. I, I think we're going to continue to grow this thing. And 2022 is going to be, we're going to be doing this next year around now and being like, I can't believe we had this person and that person and this person and that person, because we're, we're here to grind and we're here to talk to people. And we love this stuff. Obviously. I mean, check the receipts. We do this every week because we love it. And we've spent all this time with this music. We spent all this time collecting things, pulling stuff off of bathroom walls, you know, finding, <laughs> finding ticket stubs on the floor because it's who we are. It's in our being. And uh, yeah, we, we, we're here for more. We're not, we're not done yet. So stay tuned in 2022 because it's just going to be as big, if not better. Yeah. I think Twan, you mentioned it in the uh, group text that we're in. We're kind of club scene, which we never thought we'd even play a club. And we're kind of eyeing the theater like, oh man, I really want to play that venue. So I guess we'll just keep trucking along and we'll eventually be able to fill the, fill the room. Who's going to open for us? That's the question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think we're we're genuine about it. There's no there's no uh end game, there's no gotcha questions. It's just questions we want to know and we're not answering to anyone or you know, giving the Zane low questions, but we're also not like the conspiracy theorists, you know, trying to get the you know, like I said, the gotcha stuff out of guests. It's it's what we want to know. And if you're like us that listen to this music growing up, it, it resonates with you and we appreciate everyone checking us out. And as uh, Tucker said last week from Thursday, we got out there and started. Most people don't start. I think it, that's that's a big part of this is just getting out there every week and uh, starting. But not only starting, but continuing with it and building on that momentum. It's like, well, who, you know, who can we interview now? You know, we. I don't know if you guys feel like this, but for me, it's like, well, no one's off limits at this point. I mean, we're not going to get Dave Grohl. Ne yet you know we're not going to get them mm -hmm. now but we may get them right. down the road you know and it's just yeah, you never know. slow building blocks to uh you know to grow this thing which has been a lot of fun hell yeah man all right we want to get into our top five of the year with a couple honorable mentions to start just we're not going to spend too much time on the honorable mentions but we do want to I mean, we have more than five great albums that came out in 2021 so we want to shed a little light on those but we're gonna we'll, we'll get into our top five proper after that Sound good? Sounds good. Yeah. Nate, Nate, you start us. Any honorable mentions? I don't really have any honorable mentions. Um, I kind of just rented it down to a, a pretty tight list. I take it back. I had Thrice on here, and I crossed it out for another band. I think that would be my one. And I really like, obviously, we all, we're all all big fans. But Yeah, yep. There would be an honorable mention for me, too. Uh, mm -hmm. I need to spend more time with that record. It It's good. 
it has some really high points, but then there's some like stuff that I just need to give another another spin to maybe appreciate a little more. All right, I'll jump in with a few that I had, and I'll go quick because I have at least a half dozen here. So, the the Landmarks album lost lost in the waves. We talked about it at the halfway episode, halfway mark episode. Great record, just didn't crack the top five. Uh, Fiddleheads between the richness. We talked about that same episode. Uh, great record, didn't crack the top five. Dying Wishes, uh, Fragments of a Bitter Memory was fantastic. They were a new band for me this year, which I loved. Same thing with God's Hate. God's Hate, self-titled, I loved. Julian Baker's Little Oblivions, we talked about that a little bit at the halfway mark. Uh, And then as far as EPs, they were kind of naturally excluded from my top five, but I liked Koyo's Drives Out East. It was on Triple B Records. That was great. Knocked Loose's A Terror in the Fabric of Life. Great, but uh, just, you know, great concept, great record, too short to be considered. And then um, the new EP from the world, which is Maddie from A Loss for Words, who we had on the podcast, his new project. That EP is in your face, Boston hardcore. It's great. Check that out. But that's what I got for honorables. Yeah, I I echo your Julian Baker and your fiddlehead. Uh, I had both of them as honorable mentions as well. I I re-listened to Julian Baker and Fiddlehead yesterday, and I was like, these are great, but they just didn't have enough to crack crack my top five. The Troll EP, I, I love nice. those guys. I mean, yeah. I get to mm-hmm. watch them. Twan and I saw them live at Aura in Portland, Maine back in July. It was the first show back after the pandemic. I say in quotation marks because we're still in it. And uh, yeah, that that was that was cool, and, and I'm, I'm happy for those guys. I'm excited to see what 2022 brings for them because they're, they're awesome dudes and, and uh, make some good music. Uh, similar for me, the Kanye record. If yep. it had been shorter, man, if that had been 12, 13 songs, it'd be in my top five. It might even be like top two or three, but it's just a little too long. There is a top one or two album in there, and we talked about that with Spoils. Go back and listen to episodes 82 and 83. There's a, there's more there. It's just it's a little too much. But mm-hmm. yeah, those are my those are my honorable mentions from here. Uh, that thrice record too, Nate. Uh, I, I need to spend more time with that. It, it's a grower. That album's a grower. Toby put something out this year. Our episode forty-four guest, right? He uh, he tossed on he t- he tossed out an EP a couple weeks ago. That's cool. Go check that out, Toby McAllister. Oh yeah, yeah. That thrice album. First listen, I wasn't blown away. Second and third, I was like, all right, there's there's more here that I will like if I pay more attention to it. And sadly, I didn't give it. Many listens beyond that, so I definitely owe that some more time. That would also be kind of an alternate for me. Doesn't crack the top five, but with more time, maybe it could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a big variable is just time spent because and and what you always mention, it's bookended by Thrice's legacy, which is like they, they have so many amazing albums. So you're kind of stacking it against what you know and you've played and you've worn out and cut to the point where it skips and you got to buy a new album kind of thing. So, you know, we're still in the current year that we're talking about. So a year hasn't even lapsed to return to this album, you know, five or six years later. That's a great so point. It really is. There's a grandfathered fact, right. That goes into how it stacks up. But when you're rating albums within the year, it's like, you know, we're the MTV music awards at this point. And like, uh, it's the stuff that's a top of mind kind of thing. So Absolutely. I mean, there there are things on this list that we'll probably give out tonight that we may not listen to again next year. And yeah, we're not. I mean, it just didn't hit enough to stick around because other stuff has taken its place. And that happens. Right. I mean, we do that with music all the time. 
everybody, every music fan does that. They, they'd be lying to you if they didn't. These year-end lists are fun to talk about in the moment, and then they're kind of put away, and revisiting them maybe five years from now would be cool, but at the same time, you may only be listening to one of these records. Who knows? All right, we want to get into it? Who's going to yeah, start us? Who's the lead-off? I'm, I'm going to lead-off. We did the third Eye Blind rec- episode back in, uh, I think, episode 87. Go check that out for our thoughts on our band apart. But that dropped earlier this fall, and I have it at number five. And, I mean, I love this band. Obviously, we did a whole episode on these guys. We did a whole episode on the catalog. Everything you need to hear about that, I will tell you. Go back and listen to 87 because it's there. But, yeah, our band apart is number five for me. Nice. I'm going to reserve judgment. Or critique because I have it higher, actually. Wow. Oh, wow. It, so, spoiler, it cracked my top five. Or top four, even. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're good, man. You're good. I can math. I can math. I, I know can... it's late on the East Coast, but I can still math. It's like 2 a.m. almost. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> nice. All right, Nate, what's your number five? Uh, that one didn't crack my list, but at number five, I think we talked about this on here at length, especially because I saw them. I actually really dug, and I think it's likely because I saw them on the tour, Angels and Airwaves Life Forms actually takes the number five spot. Nice. I gave it a lot of time, I, and I could swear that it's likely because I saw the show. And I got the vinyl, and I was like, all right. So it got a lot of spins. I think it was just cool to hear Tom put something out after such a long stretch. So mm-hmm. it was almost like fresh again in that sense. But we did joke quite a bit that Tom is – Definitely delonging. <laughs> we is, made uh, delonging a verb. Yeah. <laughs> which is where he just uh, accentuates his voice, I guess you'd say, uh, or the way he pronounces words is very, uh, very Tom DeLong. Any, any nerd will kind of understand what I'm saying. I think Link 182, there's a way he says things. Where are you is the big yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was so, going to um, do it, but you did it. So. Yeah. No, but I love, I, I really like the album. I'm not going to lie. I listen to it a lot and I still listen to it. And I think it's because I really like the drummer as well, Alon. Uh, he plays with Nine Inch Nails now. So there's definitely an element there, which crosses over to Angels and Airwaves. So almost like a super group at this point with, with having him on board. So I think that element, along with the fact that the album is a little bit futuristic and somewhat fitting of the times. Losing my mind. I mean, I play that song and me and my wife are like, oh, like clearly like this song was written for this or these last two years. So, uh, yeah, takes number five. So I this album is a perfect example of how fast the world moves, one, but two, how fast the music world moves. Like I miss this release. Mm. And by that point, by the time I like even thought about it, it was off my radar, really, if that makes sense. You know, it's like, oh, Angels has a new album. Well. I'm already into this, 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 this album, and I only have so much time in the day, so I never really gave it a true listen. So this is one that I never thought to come back to. So it's probably great. I just don't know anything about it. Well, and there's kids, and there's podcasts that we're, like, prepping for. Like, we're going to yeah. listen to the whole Third Eye Blind catalog. We're going to listen right. to the whole Kanye right. West catalog, like, because we've got stuff coming up. Or, you know, whoever else guest is coming on, we want to make sure that we're familiar with the, the things we're doing. So that's that's the hardest part about this, especially this year. Like, last year, maybe not as hard. This year was harder because of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's something to be said for that, Tuan. Like, it, it does move quickly, and it moved even quicker in 2021 because of all the things pulling at us. Yeah. Yeah. Things kind of coming back to normal meant it was almost like a backlog of, oh, now you need to work, you know, eight times as hard because things are opening up. It's like, oh, shit. It's kind of getting used to this. 
slow pattern. <laughs> and the unfortunate thing is like, if it came out in a different week, maybe I would have had more time. It just that week or the fo- the following weeks that it was released, that it was released after, I just didn't have the time to, to check it out and certainly didn't have the time to revisit it. So I'll put it on my to-do list, which means I probably will never listen to it. Yeah. Welcome to my world. <laughs> you know, we do, we do an episode next year where we listen to each other's top fives and be like, you had it right. You know, I mean, you were way off on this. I, we could do that. Right? That's uh, there's, there's some free content for all you podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. Well, another thing with the angels album, which going along with what you're saying, Tuan being super busy and 20 things happening simultaneously is when it's up tempo, like high tempo uh, type music, it's almost easier because you can have it as a, background music and get shit done where if it's like a metal album or something where you kind of have to give it a little bit more time of day like you have to be really dedicated to that that album this angels and airwaves album i kind of had in the background yeah working like many days so nice yeah so you're saying i have no excuses yeah but I, <laughs> yeah the thing is i've missed a lot too so i understand your sentiment big time yeah. all right Twan, what'd you have at five so i had a band uh teenage rest earth is a black oh, hole great record yeah, it it's it, it cracked my top five. It's a band that I never listened to before this year. I'd known the name. I mean, how can you how could you forget that name? I know the name for a few years. The Andy Cap. Exactly. You're segueing kind of into my spiel here, which is their name's definitely a bandy cap, but it, it's almost like a reverse bandy cap where it's like the name's so bizarre and so why the fuck would you call your a band that that I'm like intrigued. It's almost like the butthole surfers effect where it's like, mm-hmm. maybe it's actually helped them. But yeah, Earth is so a black it's hole. It's an earworm bandicap. It's an earworm. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't, you're very confused. But if you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Only you guys know. And I'm sorry for the rest of you that had to endure this. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, this album, super crisp production. I actually didn't do the research to see who produced it but it's phenomenal it came out on epitaph records so i don't know maybe it was a big budget i wouldn't think so but yeah if you live in the jimmy jimmy world or even hum i hear some hum elements on this album with a heavier lean towards jimmy world like go go check this record out like uh yellow belly's great song silver spoon could be my could be my favorite on this and the closing track stella phenomenal phenomenal i just love this record i i come back to it quite a bit actually i i would say i i first checked this out maybe early summer because it came out in february and i've listened to it every month since great oh, record wow. great record you turned me onto it i meant to have it as a as a uh, an honorable mention one and two i saw something the other day that likened it to grunge which surprised me hmm. huh i was like i don't i mean it was on TikTok, so it's probably a Gen Zer who thinks they know what grunge is, which is funny to me. But at the same time, like there were there were probably some elements there, but I just would never have pegged it for that because you're right, it's, it's clean. Because grunge is not clean production wise per se, and the, it's the, it's uh, clanginess, it's it's clunkiness is kind of what makes grunge. You know, it's dark, dour aspects are kind of what makes grunge what it is but mm-hmm. i don't know i thought it was funny that was you said that and i remember listening to it probably four or five times when you told me about it and i meant to have it on my honorable mention because it is great 
now that you say grunge, it, there's some 90s elements that I actually listened to this tonight again to kind of re-familiarize with myself with it because it had been a few weeks. And I definitely, I need to pinpoint the band, but there's a band from the 90s where I'm like, this is pulling from that, but I couldn't pinpoint it. But definitely the 90s. Yep. All right, we up to four? Yeah, number four. It's me it. again, isn't it? All right, my number four is Halsey. If I can't have love, I want power. I I wore this out when it came out in late August, I believe. And I even listened to it again the other day, probably three or four times the last two weeks. Uh, it, it, has, it has some really cool elements from her. It's something that I don't, I, she's, there's a lot of like writing about her being pregnant and having a baby. And I don't know anything about that. And I'm like intrigued by it because I don't know anything about it. And she's laying out her feelings about it. And I love when an artist puts themselves out there like that. Yeah. And that's what, that's what hits home with me on this record is that she is putting her, her whole world out there for us to listen to and connect with. Even if it's not something that I can ever relate to, I connected with it because of that. She's, giving you her and like i feel like we give ourselves us out to the world every week with this and it's easy for me to uh you know understand that it's hard to do that to talk in front of people and and put out your your feelings and your your how you are about things to the world and this is why it connected with me it's it's great i think it's really good i love that the nails aspect of it yeah it's number four for me and she's, we, we, we talked about her a ton last year too. She's very talented. And the fact that she paired with Trent and Atticus, I loved it. It's great. Nice. Uh, this is a very Twan Tone-esque. This is my number four as well. Really dug it. Like really got in, got in deep with Halsey on this album. Um, I think the Trent Reznor aspect for me was a, was a big proponent. I think what you're, what you just said is stands true. It actually reminds me of, uh, it's a weird parallel, but the show Queen's Gambit on uh, Netflix really showcases a perspective that I can't completely relate with, but I'm happy that someone was able to put it out there for me to see. So I think you described it you know, exactly the way I, I envisioned it, listening to it multiple times. And the Trent Reznor layering or him and Atticus just made it full production, like made it a, a masterpiece of an album that should actually maybe even be higher. I love, I love this album, man. It's great. And uh very supportive of what she's doing and uh hopefully i can catch her on on a tour i don't know if she is she touring on this album or not you know i don't know right now yeah it'd be cool if uh trent and atticus were to join her on the tour but uh yeah killer album plays through front to back would be a good good record to have i think you have it on vinyl right i do yeah so yeah, yeah no tied on at uh number four for halsey for sure yeah i i didn't spend a lot of time with this so i can't really comment on that what i can say is for an artist like that to take that departure and risk it does not happen a lot i mean mm -hmm. it, it honestly it, it's one thing for like a thrice to take a departure but for someone like halsey to take a departure that's super risky and in fact the label is really taking the big risk i mean you have halsey who you know, I think she was often lumped in with like G Easy because I think they were dating at one point. But like that's the caliber of artist she is. This isn't like a, you know, small indie label, someone experimenting. No, this is like potentially someone's legacy on the line. And it's mm -hmm. a big risk. And I for all accounts that I've heard, it was widely accepted as being a success. 
and clearly you guys have a top five, so that's proof of that. Yep. It's a great record. I mean, I would tell you to listen to it again. Uh, it's, uh, it's, you're right. It's her taking a risk and going as, as big as she was before this, going a different route and also knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, who, her, and, and this is just anecdotal, but I imagine her clientele, her fan base was maybe teens, late teens. You know, that's a group that they're hit up by so much in the world, like whether it's, you know, social media, this band, that band, whatever, that anything that doesn't grab their attention, they're moving on. Mm-hmm. It's yesterday's newspaper type thing. So this it's a risk. It's a big risk. And for it to hit is pretty cool. And, you know, anything with Trent certainly helps a la what social network soundtrack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that was both your fours. Yeah, what do you got for four? Uh, I get another repeat. Uh, I have Third Eye Blind, Our Band Apart. Oh, okay. Nice. Won't go crazy with this, but I'll just kind of em- underscore and emphasize that I ranked this their sixth best album, and it's number four for the year. I mean, how many bands can you say that? Wow, uh, yeah. Like we said, nine songs, so it's a little light, but I think every song hits, and this is like the you know, like the barely swing but still get a double type of thing. Like great contact, hit the outfield gap, not even swinging hard. Like I feel like Jenkins could do this album like every three years for the next 20 years and just still mm-hmm. hit. Didn't even try. Not and just for context, you said number six for our Third Eye Blind deep dive episode, right? Exactly. Yeah, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And like they're in almost year 30 and most bands – their year 30 is very forgettable. And this was far... If, if it even exists. Yeah, if it even exists. Because there aren't many that In most cases, exists. it's a caricature of themselves. And I think this could have come out in the 90s and would have hit. I think it could have come out in the 2021, 2020s and would have hit. And it did. So yeah. great record. Kudos to those guys. Jenkins, if you're listening, come on the podcast, man. <laughs> Yeah, hey Steven, you saw one of our stories. You can right. come on, man. We're we're down. We're down to t- the clown to talk a little bit. All right, we up to three. Number three. Number three for me, local boy, friend of the pod. He put out a double record, double album this year. Suppose nice. get rich or die, Ryan. It's two albums. It's two albums that are distinctly different. Both suppose one's a, a rock record with the humans. You can listen to that, and that can be it for the day. And then you can move on and listen to the rap part die ryan get rich is the the rock part die ryan is the the rap part i uh, he's been doing suppose and ben's been dead have been doing a little twitter morning show and i've popped in every now and then he's had me had me on and they asked me which one i like better one morning and i was like die ryan because it's what i it's tried and true suppose like to the nth degree he's like braggadocious and giving you every great bar that he has because he's got a ton of them but i also love the fact that he put out a rock record on the front half of his double double CD. So yeah, get Richard Diane Ryan's my number number three for the year. Uh came out in October. He's a friend of the pod. I love Spose and I'll listen to this a ton because I that's just what I do with this stuff. So he's got my number three spot. Nice. Good to give props to the uh the locals and uh it is a great record, man. I, I should have had this uh higher. I guess that'd be an honorable mention for me, actually now that I think of it. Number three for me is a is actually a house band and uh thought about this one for a long time because it again it's bookended by some pinnacle albums 
in the you know history of music but uh foo fighters takes number three i love this record i play it actually pretty often because it's fun and in a tough hang for 2020 and 2021 even to an extent this is a upbeat album a lot of fun play it you feel like you want to dance and uh you know it's not like their other albums i feel like they were kind of going through some similar grooves for a long time and obviously you know they have their sound but um yeah medicine at midnight great fucking record man and it's a it's a front to back record too so i can't say that they've put a front to back record out in quite a few cycles to be honest and it's a, you know they're tight but you kind of always resort back to their classics like color in the shape but uh they came back strong with this album and i think it shows that they're having fun and that makes me happy. You know, that makes me want to have fun. So seeing a band that's not just going through the motions, but putting out a record that is right at center for what they're known for, which is making some really strong ballads and rock songs. But this is like a dancey, I don't even know what you'd call this album, like a pop pop rock album, I guess you'd say. Disco um, growl, baby. Disco, disco. growl. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to catching these guys on the tour. Their uh, tours have also been delayed from the pandemic. So they're kind of, Sporadic. I got tickets for next summer. Nice. Yeah, they're kind of sporadic. In Bangor, yeah. They're playing uh, playing the Main State Amphitheater or whatever in Bangor, Maine, which is right near the casino, so sucks oh. to be me, I guess. Oh, that's perfect. They haven't played Maine since uh, this Chili Peppers Man, tour, probably? 97? Yeah, yeah. 99. It's been a long time, yeah. yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah, so this takes my number, uh, my number three. Juan, did you have either of those records at number three? No, I did not. Suppose or, or Foo Fighters? I didn't think so. <laughs> you want to jump into it? Yeah, what do you got? So it's a record we actually, or I actually talked about back in our halfway episode, which is Gojira's Fortitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, won't spend a lot of time now on it, but I guess the punchline here is for a band that's been around for 25 years to have their best album come out in year 25 or whatever it's been, 20, you know, 24, it's pretty fucking impressive. And I think this is a universally accepted metal record. If you're a new metal head, give this record a spin. If you're an OzFest guy, give it a spin. If you're a death metal fan, give it a spin. There's something for everyone. Metalcore, you name it. You know, we we could have a whole episode of every metal subgenre, and everyone would crucify us for it. We won't you, do that. You made a meme. I mean, you made <laughs> the meme that that launched a thousand ships on Reddit, man, like that. <laughs> If you like go, if you like any form of metal, go listen to this Gojira record. Twan's right. Yeah, it just it it's fantastic. And even within the album, there's like variable uh, sounds and whatnot. It's just great. Mall metal, new metal, death metal, mm-hmm. metalcore. What is mall metal? What, what the <laughs> fuck is mall metal? Um, if you have people to are ask, so angry about that. If you if you know, you know. If you don't, figure it out. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> great, great record. I if you told like 2004 me that in 2021 Gojira would have one of the best albums of the year and have their best album of the year, I'd be like, they're still gonna be a band in 2021. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great record. Check it out. We've talked about it enough, I think. You like that record. It's cool, man. But have you listened to it while you're flying into Portland, Maine on a plane and landing? Like, that's that's next level right there. You're like, the whole plane is shaking and shit. You're like, yes, this is awesome. I haven't, but I take it you have. Yes, I did that once. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's a good point. It's an interesting way to listen to music when you're on a plane. Something yeah. about it. All right. We ready for number two? Yep. 
this is tough. One and two, I interchanged a bunch this year. We talked about my number two in our halfway point, but it was an EP at the time. What am I talking about? You know. It's my number two, but you go ahead, too. It's Turnstile. Glow yeah. on, right? Great record. Great record, great record, great record. Everybody and their brother is telling you it's a great record right now. Their sister, too. It, it is. It's, a, it's really, really good. It's got that Reading Rainbow-esque thing at the beginning. <laughs> Nate, Nate told, told us about back in August. Man, it's, I could listen to this 10 times in a row and not be sick of it. it it's so damn good. And uh, if you don't like Turnstile or you're sick of hearing about Turnstile, you're wrong. Sorry. Deal with it. It's funny. Like I thought I was thinking as I was like putting this at number two, I'm like, this is the cop out answer. This is the cop out. But it's like, no, if it's good, it's good. Like, you know, if you're the pitchfork snob, you still like this. If you're the Brooklyn vegan, you know, truest or whatever, you like this. So it is what it is. It's great. Like, let it if it's great, let it resonate. You know, why? Mm -hmm. Why punish the band? Because that's that's the narrative now. Everyone's sick of talking about Turnstile. Well, it's like there's a reason for that. I mean, they're on. By the time this airs, they will have just been on Late Night with Seth Meyers, right? And, yeah. oh, wow. and we haven't seen it because we're living in the f past or future. I don't know. Depends on how you want to look Both. at it. Both. We're living in everything. And I bet <laughs> they knocked it out of the fucking park. It's you know, it reminds me of the early 2000s when like. H2O and Thursday, they were all on those shows. And this scene hasn't been represented in the late show for years. Mm -hmm. And here they are again. And it's awesome. And I love it. And it's like, well, if it wasn't them, it wouldn't be anyone. So embrace it. Yeah. It's a different world now because we were all spoon fed, you know, different bands that might have had the best album of the year in 1999. Bands that were plastered and shoved down our throat, like, uh, you know, we were talking about it earlier with a past guest before we jumped on about Incubus Make Yourself. Well, it is a great record though. You know, yeah, it was overplayed and whatnot, but at the end of the day, like it still holds up today. It's still an amazing record. So I think that's Turnstile and I, that'll probably be Turnstile, you know, 10, 20 years from now when it's being revisited. It stands the test of time today and it'll, it'll hold up then. So yeah, we just live in a different, different era now where things are being bastardized for essentially no reason. The hard part about all this is that you have a take. All right. Somebody like Turnstile puts a record out. It's a great record. Most people really like it. People that don't necessarily listen to the genre jump in because it's good. And it's an, it's an entry point for them. And they're like, man, this is really cool. Maybe I should listen to other stuff. And that's a good thing, right? As far as we're concerned, nerdy-wise, we want people in. And then you get the backlash. You get the, the bunch of people that are like, nah, I don't want to give this credit because it's getting credit everywhere I look. And yep. it, it deserves the credit. Like, don't be the backlash guy. Don't be the backlash girl. Let it happen. It's, it's really good. Leave it be. Like, we don't need to be the assholes about it. Like, man, that's what this is all about for us. Like, this is good. And Nate and I were not, didn't know about Turnstile before this record. Tuan, you knew about him. And you didn't give us shit for being late, but mm -hmm. we were late and here we are loving it and wanting to go back and listen to other records and, and find other artists in the genre. All right. I'm done with my rant. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, if you look at, yeah, maybe some of their earlier shows were in smaller rooms, but the energy, like go, go look at the hate five, six uh, record release show. Like yep, that's right. the same spirit they've had since day one. I mean, a few of our former guests, you know, like we, we talked about this record with Damien 
we didn't talk about it with her, but I know Kat Nishmadeen rides for Turnstile. It's like oh, she took some awesome photos of them. Go yeah. check her pin tweet right now. Damn, amazing. And those are people. I'm guessing 20 years apart. Like this, it's universally accepted. Like at mm-hmm. some point, people need to get over it. If it's good, it's good. Don't care what other people think. Yeah, just move on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Nate. What was your two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's a big tangent on uh, turnstiles. So my number two, uh, I was find, I always discover a, a band that I didn't know of the year prior. Somehow, this one was a uh, serious XM. I think uh, this band is uh, Japanese Breakfast. The name of the uh, album is Jubilee. This album kicks ass. Uh, it's my number two, so saying something just there. So just discovered it this year. There's always one indie band, like I was saying, that kind of sticks out. And this one, uh, I really like it, man. Uh, all the singles, Be Sweet, Posing in Bondage, Savage Good Boy, Paprika. I kind of just, you know, looped in from the singles, but I, I play this record quite often when I'm working. It's a good background album. I, I said that earlier with Angels and Airways. So I think that's why these albums crack the five is because I can actually play it without being distracted and, you know, has some good ambiance. But became a fan. So now I'm going to check this band when they roll through and just kind of it was a good reminder of, man, there's so much good music out there. If only I had more time, I'd probably be checking out stuff like this all the time. And yeah, it was kind of given to me through the SiriusXM platform. So it still kind of falls into that. Uh, this has been catered for you, but um, glad it did because it's a great, great band, great album. And uh, looking forward to what these guys are going to be putting in to the future. So you guys know these, but so Nate, if, if you're someone like me who only knows this band or group by name, give me the record label pitch. Oh man, that's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I don't really know how I would describe it. You know, they're like an indie rock band, kind of like just chill vibes, chill vibes band. Well, I just looked up the similar artists on Spotify and Julian Baker's name was recommended, oh, mm-hmm. recommended right. if you right. like that type of thing. So it's kind of put in, oh, that, okay. put in that headspace. I only know them by name. I only know them by name too. And I, this is why I kind of love doing this podcast. And I say that all the time, but this is another one of those reasons. I didn't know you liked them, Nate, until right now. Right. And like, there's so much music and we're all just like, (laughs) it's one of those things that just didn't get mentioned in conversation, even though we're always talking about music because there's so much music and there's so much good music. So it's something for me now to check out because if you're into it, I mean, we've been doing 90 some odd episodes of podcasting about music. I I must, I'm sure there's something there that I can like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's a great point because I love Gojira as much as I love this album. So it's like, we're kind of all over the map here in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. That's going to go on my, uh, to listen to list, which is getting bigger, more bigger than it's getting more smaller if that makes sense <laughs> i mean it's digestible point mo better your english teacher your english teacher is not a fan of that conversation <laughs> that that sentence right now i'm not gonna lie. it's getting faster bigger more than it's harder getting, stronger it's harder stronger <laughs> well it's digestible it's only 36 minutes so i'm in i'm in on that nate that's I'm that's great I'm, I'm excited to listen to that because uh, i mean 36 minutes that's I can listen to that like three times in a row without really. <laughs> would you listen to it 24 hours in a row? No skips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I would. I think earworm, I have probably. Earworm terrorist. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Earworm terrorist. Trademark tone. Don't don't steal that from me. That's mine. <laughs> you guys didn't see it, but I just Venmoed tone for the royalties. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He had to. Yeah, it was like seven cents, but uh, he pays better than Spotify. Keep All right, we're moving on. Keep the change. <laughs> 
All right. We're up to number one, right? We're up to our number ones. Yep. I'm going to give my number one. It's the same as it was halfway through the year. It's Manchester Orchestra, Million Mass of God. I, I fucking love this record. I listened to it again on my way home tonight. and was like, is it still my number one? Yep, it is. I saw him live in October in Maine in Portland at the State Theater. It was the, I've been to a couple shows before that show, but seeing that show was as emotional I had been as I had been at a show back from the pandemic. And uh, I just, it's a band I love. Wasn't sure I'd see him again. And to see them play a record I love, my favorite record of this year. And this is one I will definitely be coming back to because I listen to uh, Black Mouth to the Surface all the time. So I, I can't say enough about this band. Uh, my favorite record of 2021 is Million Masks of God from Manchester Orchestra. I got to admit, this uh, I forgot about this record while prepping for this episode. Uh, it would be an honorable mention, without a doubt. I think when we did that uh, halfway episode, I said Angel of Death was one of the best songs so of good. the year. And I still stand by that. It, it, it's His vocals, is it Andy? Andy? Andy Hall. Oh, beautiful vocals. Like I, I would listen to that song if, like an acapella version, and it would still hit. I think, mm-hmm. great record, very like subdued visuals, but it really works. It, like it yeah. forces you as the listener to kind of put your own visual interpretation on it, which is pretty rad. I like that. Yeah, good choice, good choice tone. Yeah, and I'm actually with you. I forgot about this one, and I'm catching them in. I think they're rolling through here in January or February. Can't nice. remember. But yeah, this is a this is definitely a front to back album for sure. And uh, it's funny you say the emotional feeling you got seeing them live. I felt that just listening to the record. I think he has that voice. He does that, it, that captures you. Yeah. So this would be an honorable mention. Might even be a top in the top five had I not forgotten about this. It's okay. I mean, yeah. there's again we like we said there's so much coming out, and uh, it was. It was one of those nights where I went to a show, the show by myself. I was supposed to go with my wife. Things at home were, were fine with us, but she couldn't make it for a different reason. And I just went by myself and ate the other ticket, which was a huge bummer. And I'm sitting upstairs by myself like, I wish she was here. And that kind of hit me. And then I went downstairs to get a beer and I, I ran into Bob. Hey, Bob, good to see you and uh, you and Al. And we, you know, we it was awesome to connect with a friend at a show that I didn't know was going to be there too. So like the whole night was just one of those like feelings that I used to get all the time going to a concert and my album of the year (laughs) is the band too. Like shit, man, like just really cool. And they put out my favorite thing last year in 2020 They're they're live. They did a live recording in a church of black mouth and the surface front to back. And that was fucking epic. And like, they just, they haven't missed in quite some time. This band is great. Go check it out. Plus you saw it at the state theater, which is next yeah. level. So yeah. home. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to jump in because Andy has a tie with this next album that I'm going to pin at my number one. Any guesses? Yes, I, I know it. It's, it's every time I die is radical. It is. And he's on it and, and he's, he's on it. And it's an awesome song. That's an awesome song. Yeah. I got to go with this one. It's interesting with this album. There was like, a long drawn out hype because the rumor is that they recorded it. I want to say even before the pandemic and the pandemic hit and they just sat on it And that as someone who can kind of relate with the podcast, like I just can't imagine recording it and then sitting on it for that long, knowing it's good. I'm not saying we 
what we do. Like, I know we're good, but like that's not on that level, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I get it. Like, they want to tore off and all that. But I remember uh, when we had Cat on for episode 58, we talked about those like first two songs that they, and when was that? That was early this year. That was in May. In May. And they had put out, like, they'd teased two songs, and those were like, shit, this is awesome. And the visuals were awesome. And, like, the lyrics had that, you know, those satirical, witty, sarcastic way that Keith Buckley has with words. It was just awesome. It was just like, all right, this is the Every Time I Die, No One Love. And I think this record hits musically. It hits visually. I love the whole optics, like the Trapper Keeper, like... Mm-hmm. You know, almost like 90s in your face vibe. It's every time I die, like amplified and on steroids. And I think this has the same narrative that I would put for the Gojira record and the Third Eye Blind record, where like these are bands, like every time I die is going to be in year like 24, 25. Like these are bands that have been wow. around for a while that are arguably putting out their best music. And I'd say that for Gojira. And every time I die and third eye blind still putting out great music and uh, it lived up to the hype. So yeah, that, that cat episode was April, middle of April, April. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So they sat on this for a while and I know there's been some turmoil with them recently, been some drama, but I know they all performed at the tid the season and it looked great. So I hope they continue at it. Cause if this is what they're producing in year 25, like, I'm here for year thir- year thirty. I'm here for year thirty five, if they can still do it. When Keith Keith had a very viral Seinfeld tweet that like <laughs> a million people commented on, quote tweeted, whatever, which was actually really fun to read back. But yeah, I mean, they've had a year. They, they, every time I die has had a year, and this would have been an honorable mention for me had I also remembered it. You're right. It the visual of it is great. It's all over the map sonically in places that. Mm. That, I mean, I'm not. I've never been a huge fan of the band, but I listened to this one because I knew you loved it, and I. It's what we do. We we recommend stuff to each other, and the Andy Hull, you know, hearing him on that that song was man. It, the whole thing was cool. It was just something that uh, to behold. There's a vibe behind it, and it's cool that they're still doing what they're doing this far into it, and hopefully they work out whatever whatever's going on behind the scenes because they're they kick ass. Yeah. Yeah, there's a validation when it's coming from you guys because I was a casual fan of the band and I uh, really dug this album too. So definitely gives it another layer of this is worth revisiting if I just kind of threw it in the background like I do with a lot of albums. Just maybe something sticks out and I'll stop what I'm doing and pay more attention. But um, these strong recommendations kind of change that whole dynamic. So that's cool. Uh, one thing to mention is uh, when you checked out this record tone, you said that this, the song White Void gave a Deftones vibe, which yeah, I, yep. I didn't hear at all. Listen, like I, I would never associate every time I die with Deftones, and that's not because it doesn't sound like it. It's because I just, me personally, I don't associate that. However, I checked, I was like reading up on Reddit, reading uh, Facebook comments, and you're not As the only one. Do. You're not the only one. A lot of people said White <laughs> Void is very Deftones-ish, and I'm like, yeah, it is. Like <laughs> If you strip away what you know about Every time I die and listen to it, just sonically, very Deftones-ish. I, I remember the night that I, I sent that to you, which is because I'm a, I'm a fucking weirdo like that. But <laughs> I, 
I was confirmed. driving home. Confirmed. <laughs> I was driving home from Auburn at work uh, late, late night on a Friday. And I was like, I'll toss that every time I die record on for the ride home. Why not? And I was like, no, this has this vibe. This has that vibe. This is it. Like it, it is all over the map in a good way. Like it's, they try some things. They also yep, do, they do their experiment. thing too, yep. which is really cool. Yep. Mm. Great record. Wow. That's another thing. Listening to an album like you did on that drive home, like there's no distractions. You're dialed into that album. So yep. that's probably, that might be the best way to listen to the music. Yep. Yep. I would agree with that. All right, Nate. Bring us home, your baby. One? So number one, uh, and, and <laughs> now that I'm looking at my list with all the stuff I crossed out, like there is actually a lot of uh, honorable mentions, but I thought that I would actually mention it in the list. But um, Kings of Leon, that was an honorable mention. Ben Howard. I don't know if you guys know Ben Howard. He had put out a great record this year. Yep. But yeah, my number one, we already talked about it at length, and I wasn't a fan before because I just didn't know who they were. But uh, my number one is actually Turnstile. I'm um, a huge f- fan nice. now. Nice. And they rolled through here with uh, Suicide Boys. Uh, like That's right. Yep. Four, we- four weeks ago or six weeks ago or something. Weird and I couldn't pairing. Get it. Yeah, weird pairing. Yeah, I couldn't make it to the gig, but I was bummed because, yeah, this took my number one, dude. I'm a huge fan now, and I didn't even know who they were before. So you got to drop these hints earlier, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we do it. It's just a matter of you listening. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. bandwidth. That's half the problem. <laughs> You are yeah. much better, Nate. I remember listening. I listened to an, uh, an episode fairly recently of ours to, to put together the YouTube video yeah. like months ago. And I was like, giving you shit for not listening. And now you do. So I, I, you've grown. You've grown oh, yeah, as an no. individual. No, it was definitely like a theme of the podcast. Like, yeah, I'll get to it in five years or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love the record. I think I like it so much too, because it's uh, there's a cool, I think we already said it before, but uh, the whole <laughs> reading rainbows sequence in between songs like it plays well plays through nicely and um i don't know there's something about the album that's just like a feel good you feel good when you listen to it and uh yeah it, it edges out every band legacy or not for me so that that's saying something and um it'll be one of my favorite bands and i'll probably catch them on all tours except for that oh, last yeah. one. <laughs> when, when i was kind of like thinking of that album for this conversation i thought of like there's this like confident innocence with this album and like totally we we kind of hit on it with damien in that kind of bonus episode where it's like they're confident that they can experiment like this but there's this innocence that they don't care what people think i don't know there's like this weird meet in the middle with this album and it just works i don't know it's a it's a vibe the album's a vibe and if you know what Mm -hmm. i'm talking about you know if you don't go listen to it and you'll find out very quickly Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's a consensus. It's it's one of our other three of us uh, favorite albums of 2021. So so happy that that came out and happy that we were able to. Uh, the three of us love it. I mean, that's that doesn't happen every day, right? Right. I love mm-hmm. their name too. Like that's a great fucking name, Turnstile. It is. That is a good band name. Yeah. Fits I think the it's the vibe it, too. Yeah. I think that vibe of the album you're talking about, Tuan, is an important point because. It's like coming out of a very dark age and then this album comes out and kind of makes everything better. You know, we just like pandemic was pretty rough, you know, lockdown was pretty rough. So to come out of it and have an album like this, that really is almost like the the doors are opening to heaven and you listen to this album, you're like, ah, oh, life's, life's actually great. <laughs> That's Even a the great cover, point. The cover art, right? Yeah. Like it, it fits it. And yeah. And the, the, mm-hmm. the you're, it's shit it's it's my number one too nate you win (laughs) (laughs) it's funny i read online someone 
you know, they, they used it as a diss, but they were like, if Urban Outfitters was a band, it would be Turnstile. That's just hate. Mm. Yeah. That's and just it's like, haters, haters. Yeah. And you get that. When, when anyone gets to this level, you get that. But I think they deserve all the accolades. As someone who saw them on their come up, yeah. I think in like 2016 time frame, 2016, 2017, they had the same energy then that they have now. Like nothing's changed as far as their work ethic and, uh, you know, what they put into it. There's just yeah. more ears now. More people are listening. Let them have their moment, haters. Yeah. It actually kind of brings me back to the uh, the urge, right? They've been at it for so long, and then they finally broke through in like 98. Yep. 10 years yep. later. All right. That is a wrap on our top albums of 2021 and our kind of look back on, you know, the pod in, in 2021 as well. So we have hopefully next week, our final episode of 2021, an interview for you. It, it should be, uh, you know, up Monday, 2012, 27 is yep. when we're going to, we'll drop that one. And uh, that'll be the, the last episode of the year. There won't be any, uh, you know, news or any of that stuff. We've, we're pretty excited about this one if it, if it comes through. So if not, I'm going to cut all this and we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll talk another time, but yeah. And uh, we'll see y'all in 2022. Cheers. Happy new year's. We appreciate everyone, all the guests, all the fans, all the family, all the friends. Thank you so much. And we'll be back as tone said next week. Peace. Pod yeah, well, well said. Cheers all to all you nerds. Mm-hmm.